everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I'm your host, Tamia Harper, and I'm joined here today with my sisters, Sabrina Wood. Whoop, whoop. Fran T. What's up, folks? And Yvette Blackman, Tom, Tom, Tom. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're so excited to be here on this, our 21st. We turned 21 today, y'all. Our 21st episode of the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast. And uh, it's our 21st episode, and we're going to be talking about Picard and the sisters. There were three sisters really influential in Picard's life. And uh, so we're going to be talking about those today and how you like that Trek geeks guys. We got it back to star Trek. We are proud members of the Trek geeks network. And uh, so we just want to give a shout out to Bill and Dan who holding down the flagship Trek geeks podcast. What's up guys. And uh, let you know, we're back on Trek and we're talking about Picard and today leading us through this discussion, is going to be our sister Fran. Hey Fran. Hey. Take it away. Hey, hey everybody. This show I think is really special to all of us, especially being the kind of group that we are. I thought about, uh, this was months ago, I had thought about how Picard interacted with people in his life. And after the show Picard, it was another one to add on to it. And I'm like, okay, who does he listen to? Who tells him what he needs to know instead of what he wants to hear? Who does that? And in and when I thought about it, I realized that they were all black women. Okay, Ghana might not be human, but she presents as a black woman. So she's included in that. Plus she's played by Whoopi Goldberg, who's, you know, a black woman. So, in this age of sometimes black women being ignored, we sometimes. Must, <laughs> well, most times you're right, a Sabrina. Time. Yo, most sometimes, times. sometimes we got a lot of guys that listen to us. A lot of women listen to us too. But just one. Okay. Mm. However, in general, <laughs> you're right. You're right. We we are ignored. Uh, you know, I heard. Um, when when we were at the um, uh, convention, um, Yvette, Sister Yvette, brought up the fact about the commercials when she was doing the Black Super Sister Heroes, and she brought that up about, you know, the commercials and stuff. You see these commercials now when they, they you know, it's, I think it started with the Cheerio commercial. Everybody was all up and, you know, yeah. whatever. But anyway, it just erased those commercials are erasing us out of everyday stuff. When I say us, I mean black women. So then we have Picard, who's listened to black women for years, for <laughs> years. And I'd like to call it Picard and his muse, because they have been inspirational to him. Change time, change places, change history, and did all the things that were positive and as I, I'm going to bring it back, they told him what he needed to hear and not what he wanted to hear. Sisters? Oh, oh, I forgot about the women. The women are, first of all, Guinan. She was the first one. Mm -hmm. Remember Yesterday's Enterprise? Yes. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I remember her from. And Lily, first contact. Yeah, you know, great and Alfred her best Woodard. line to me, I'm sorry, the great Alfred Woodard. That's right, Alfred Woodard. And um, her great line to me that stood out to me was, "You hurt your little ship. <laughs> you broke your little you ship. Broke your little, <laughs> you broke your little ship." <laughs> and then we discovered she had never read Moby Dick anyway. She had never read the book, but she told him what he needed to know. And last but not least. Raffi, Michelle mm -hmm. Heard. I mean, excuse my French, as they say, but who else can look at Picard and say, are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> Who's going to say that to Picard? The great Picard and say, set a course. And, you know, he said, let's do this. And you said, set a course and let's go, you know. So 
he listened to all of, all three of these women and they were pretty much on point. They were on point. You know, they helped him out and what he needed to do and for his leadership. They were right there with him. Got any sisters? Y'all got in give us some input. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I think that, um, you know how we always joke, like if that had been a sister, like you would, you would have found out the truth. You know, Picard had his sisters who always let him know the truth. And what's interesting about all three of these characters is that um, they were never uh, cowed by Picard. You know, they, they stood up on their own two feet as their own independent selves, as their own equals to him in every way and demanded that he accept them as equals in every way, you know? And so, I mean, well, Raffi, that could be a little bit, we can debate that, you know, um, because I think she grew into that, but still, um, you know, that it, it's still like she, they were not treating him the way they were not deferring to him and treating him the way that he was used to being treated on, on the enterprise. Do y'all agree with me? So what I really want to say about the three women is that they were outside of his command structure. And I think that is really important. So when your point that, you know, Raffi could be debated, not debated. There was Raffi when she was under his command. Mm-hmm. And then there was Raffi when she was no longer under his command. So exactly. the reason why they could stand up and talk back and talk shit to him is because they were not under his this command and he was not their captain, right. which was a big difference between Beverly and Troy, right. who had to follow orders, even though they gave him his, their advice, too. And he followed theirs as well. So, you know, Picard, you know, he was like that, you know, when he wanted to, <laughs> when he wanted to. But he was the captain. Right. And Raffi had to pull it back when he was the captain. But after right. she mm-hmm. took off them bars, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was I on. I think that is the key point here is that these women were not under his command. And it, like she said, it emphasized Raffi because when she was under his command, you know, she, although she, uh, he respected her, um, she was still under his command and had to do what he eventually had to do what he said. Just like, so I always had a problem with Lily, not because she was a black woman or because I love Alpha. Uh, Alfred Woodard, right? Mm-hmm. So who played, right? So I love that character, but I, I hate the fact that they took all the lines that she used and it always made me think, shouldn't Beverly be telling him this? You know, it just seemed like that was her role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, in the end, like you said, you know, there are certain things she cannot say to him because she knows that she is, you know, she's under him, but it just made me feel like, wow, you know, so you took, this is a, a character that's supposed to be part of the crew, but you took her lines and gave it to someone else. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, I always had, you know, I always was happy that Alfred Wood was in there, but it just was like, wow, you couldn't find something else, but it worked out, you know, but I always had that, you know, shouldn't that have been, Bev- why is Beverly sitting on the, why did they have her on the bridge looking like an idiot? You know, she's sitting there going, you know, usually she's the one that um, has an argument with him about calling it out on his bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movies, you know, that's just not what it was. So and I, um, think, I think it's interesting here, too, because in the movies, Guyton was in the first two. Right. Films. And she was not in this one. And then they almost like, oh, let's find another sister. Right. And replaced right. her. Yes. Right. Because that could have been Guinan's role. Right. You know, Guinan, it, it, it would have made more sense to me if Guinan was the one who yeah. talked to him that way. It had to be, it, it, I would, in that way, it should have been one of the two. Mm-hmm. And it just felt to me, Lily's role was kind of, they, they wanted to put a black woman in there. Uh, Jonathan Franks knew Alfred Woodard, so she got the role. They made it. Because honestly, do you really need her in there? I mean, I'm glad she's there. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it just seemed like it was forced. Yeah, like the script uh, could have gone ahead. Yeah, with, there was, you know, her. it would have went, went ahead without but her I in think, it. But I think what she brought to it, though, is um, this real presence 
Oh, she definitely brought you know, something to that, it. You know, yeah. that uh, that made the interactions that they had together, like really different from how, you know, made it so in your face that he couldn't ignore her. Right. You know, right. I mean, just by and not because not meaning that she was over the top either, you know, because she wasn't um, just that, you know, there was a gravitas and a weight to her experience and her knowledge and being somebody who was outside of the command structure who could say, look, you know, <laughs> I don't care. You can't demote me. You can't put me in the brig, shorty. I'm going to tell you what needs to be said. I'm going to say what needs to be said right now. You cannot. um you know, you cannot stand here on a suicide mission. Like you can't bring this whole crew down with you, you know? And I don't think, I mean, I wonder at that moment if he would have heard that from Deanna or Beverly. But he would have heard it from Guinan. And I think that oh, was- Oh, he would have heard it from yeah, Guinan that's, for that's sure. What I, that's, that's who I thought should have been in there. If it wasn't going to be yeah. his crew, then he needed that outside person that he always had- throughout the, what, six seasons, and then all of a sudden there's somebody new, and then Guyman's not there, so. And then, you, of course, you can have more than one Black person, one Black woman on, <laughs> on the screen. You no, know, no, you can't, no, no, we can't do that. That's that's unacceptable. <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I love Alfred Wood so much that I saw her right where she needed to be. I just, you know, maybe that's my, my take on it. Um, mm-hmm the way she talked to him and the way that they, they made her also um, uh, Zephyr Cochran's partner. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. partners. It wasn't like he was like in charge of her. She right. really helped get that, that uh, warp drive thing too. They, they had worked on it for, for a long time together. So hidden I'm thinking, figures of warp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Hidden exactly. Cause yeah. Cause honestly, honestly, did he really do anything? I mean, we <laughs> don't know. Did he? We really well, don't think he did too much of anything. I, I mean, don't like that portrayal of Zephyr Cochran. I don't like, me. I don't like Zephyr Cochran as this complete and utter uh, drunk. You know, I mean, he might have been a drunk. That's fine. Like, you know, he might have been a drunk, but he would, still would have been a drunk with a little bit more going on. Yeah. Of he, his, it's like he like, had de- nothing. Defeat, defeatism, yeah. like, you know, and Lily to be his backbone. But Fran, I really like your point, too, because I I really enjoyed her in that role as well. And, and, and because of what you said, like, she really was the backbone there, you know, of that operation. And, and Sabrina, That's the impression I, love, I got. I love your, your phrase, the, the hidden figures of the warp drive. I mean, that's what we, that's a hashtag hidden figures of warp drive. Like that's <laughs> yeah. Thank you, well, Sabrina, for that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, yeah. you know, I like the fact that, and, and I get exactly what Yvette is saying about this character. It's so funny. I didn't think Lily was going to get this much convo. <laughs> I think we had about two notes on her. And now it's like, yeah, what, what was with Lily? But um, I love the background story that this is woman came through World War Three, And when those bombs started going off, she had a reaction. And yes, I love the way she played all of that. Yeah. That she was like, it's the forces coming in. She was ready to dive under. She was just like, oh, my God, it's happening again. And her fear of being on the Enterprise, she, it was so visceral. It was so yeah, real. Yeah, definitely. But then she pulled herself together. She was like, OK. We're in, we're in this board things happening. I don't know what this is, but this is for real, for real. We got to get to stepping. <laughs> she was on the move. She was like, I got to get out of here. I don't know where these white people are going, but I'm going to take this Jeffrey's shoe <laughs> and I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, her, and, reactions, and one, her reactions were very visceral. Oh, they were. They, they were. <laughs> yeah. So and, and I love stood it. out to me. And even though it may be superficial to folks, she had her natural hair. Oh, that is she not She had that you short, know, natural hair. Who are you well, every, talking to? Everybody sitting you here talking that to the sisters? Hair. Girl, she was <laughs> living in Bozeman, Montana. What was she going to have? Ain't no superficial right. about that. It was I know, but you, but, you, yeah, it's, it's deep, but you know, you see black women uh, in certain movies, especially certain movies that I'm not going to name a person, they have such ugly hair and these horrible looking 
wigs. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a big deal, especially at that it time. Was. Like when that when that came out for her to be in, in her natural hair, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and looking beautiful and fierce and awesome. Beautiful. Just looking so beautiful. And I'm I'm sitting there looking at the movie, you know, because I'm loving this. I'm loving this because it's it's my my favorite movie. It's my favorite track movie. I love so I'm movie sitting there too. and I'm loving it. And she's got these big, beautiful eyes and this gorgeous bald head. I love it. You know, she's like, bald. She, <laughs> okay, well, I'm not saying literally bald. I mean short hair. Sabrina says you know. that she's looking with about the same amount of hair as Alfie. Yeah, Talk right? about bald. About bald. <laughs> oh, no, not bald. But compared to these ugly-ass wigs that black women are put into, mm-hmm. uh, She's kind of almost bald, relative, relatively. No, she's not bald, Frank. Short, short, short hair. <laughs> no, she's short not. Crop. But y'all know. I mean, y- y'all know. I know what you mean. We know what you mean. Compared to what we see in a, a certain people's movies. Please, yeah, we, yeah, we got like you. Our natural short hair isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Or our natural hair isn't good enough. Be, be it, you know, a short fro, a big fro, locks, it's it's not good enough. You know, so okay, I love though. that. That'd be all right. You know. hmm? That'd be all right. We, yeah. We, we don't really, you know, we, I, I, I'm pretty sure at this point, especially with younger, younger women, they could give a damn what anybody thinks about the hair that's coming out their head anymore. So you take me well, as I am, well, that's it. That's true. The, this younger generation is has learned a lot from us and, and what we had to put up with and what we've gone through. And they and, think it's ridiculous that we went through it. Yeah. <laughs> we put but the up thing is, it. is that being reflected in Hollywood and on well, TV? It, I, th- I, think I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Except well, for, I think it is. Except for. I would this, debate that. I would well, have yeah, to debate that. Because it depends on the, what you're watching, too. Um, yeah, go check out. Go I, check out. I don't watch new TV, season of Discovery. TV, we better have some so. good hair coming out on the next season of Discovery because yeah, okay. that's a moment <laughs> when we were questioning what's going on up there. <laughs> All right, but let's but get Abby, back. Let's get back to Abby, our sisters. Let's get back to our sisters. Fran was about okay. to say something though. Oh, go ahead, Fran. Go ahead, Fran. Okay, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. But um, I just I I love the movie and I thought her part in it was. Right where, right where it needed to be, mm-hmm. especially with him. Thought. And I thought it was really, you could see when he left, she said, you know, you're leaving, you know, and he like kissed her on the jaw and everything. He was, that was, I thought that was a real tender moment and yeah. it touched my heart because, you know, for part of his women, all right? <laughs> we don't know. So um, here's a question for you guys. Um, would Picard have been, able to accept Lily without having had his relationship with Guinan previously. Yeah, I think Picard Picard would have. He's he's a yeah. bigger yeah, man I don't, I don't than think he would I, You don't think he would have had a, I don't think he would have I, I, I don't really understand the question. I, I'm not sure. Well, I just think that Guinan sort of paved the way for the type of relationship that he had with Lily. Like he was already accustomed to having somebody um outside uh, yeah outside and of his uh, command and really and really give it to him straight you know and i just wonder if he had come into that dynamic cold you know like what what would his reactions have been like you know i don't know that they would have been as smooth <laughs> i mean they weren't that smooth to begin with but i don't know that you know I'm not sure. Really did have a phaser on her when she first was talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's, it's interesting to think about. I don't really have a point with it. I just think it's oh. an interesting thought exercise. You but know? do you think Guinan? Do you think he had a hard time with Guinan though? Well, you know, I, that I think that relationship just kind of. I mean, they no. never told us how it began. No, I don't. No. I don't yeah, know. they did. They told us. They told us how it began. Well, not really. I not mean, really? Yeah, they did. The San Francisco episode. In time zero. No, 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 no. no. That's all. That was the beginning. Mm-hmm. But they don't. We don't know why. How did he accept her to come on the ship? I mean, how did she get the job? And years oh, ago, that part. he didn't okay. know anything about it. He didn't yeah. know anything about their relationship. 
how they met until way after. Right, right. What, what, she what knew. We don't know, what we don't know, like what they never told us, the audience, is what happened in between Time Zero and mm-hmm. uh, what was that first episode, season two, episode the one? Child. The Child. Yeah, thank you, where she joins the ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she knew. But he did. We, I'm saying we didn't. He, we didn't know. <laughs> we did not. We didn't know. Like what? All, because they allude <laughs> to this rich history between the two of them mm-hmm. all the time that they've yep. gone through some shit together. Yep. But we never get to see that or hear specifics about it on camera. So something went on before she came on uh, ship. Ship, because otherwise. Unless you're saying to me, because she has this <laughs> sense that she can sense out time and she remembers what happened in San Francisco, she just decided to apply for the job on <laughs> 10 forward because she knew that Picard was going to need her and Picard he didn't know nothing need- yet. Is that what you're telling me? I don't think that. I don't know. That- I think that's what happened. I think, that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened. She's like, that, okay. I need a job. That's Listen, feasible. Can we go to on. memory beta? Don't worry see- about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I there think was- that's feasible, though. Yeah, I saw something about like their uh, in, in one of the books, like their, their history. Okay, fans, if you know what happened, somebody mm-hmm. email us. Go to the website. Tell us what happened. But not from the books, because the books aren't canon. Oh, my God. They're not. But if they have a clue about what happened, I'll take it. That's beta canon. Beta beta canon is all right with me. It's a different time. In the end, it's all going to be a different universe. Yeah. And it's all 20 years, 20 years of books. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, I love I mean, it. Because they're canon now. Because <laughs> the books now <laughs> that they're writing ha- are directly related well, yeah. to the episodes the that books now on the are. Yeah. The books now are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're tie-ins. Yeah. They're, well, they're designed to be that way. Okay, enough about the books. Moving back. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about Raffi. Let's. Raffi is such a genius. And I heard Michelle in in a um, interview say that people can be broken and still be a genius mm, because mm-hmm. her character <laughs> is some is broken in some aspects of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, like most of us, you know, we there's some aspects of your life you're not too uh, sharp on, but other aspects you are. Okay, mm-hmm. she wasn't, you know, a great mom, evidently. Uh, but when it came to intelligence, when it came to what was actually going on with all that stuff with Starfleet and the Romulans, she knew exactly what she was talking about. She wasn't uh, just this out there conspiracy, con- you know, those crazy Conspiracy people. theorist. Thank you. She mm-hmm. wasn't. She actually just that. had some real facts to back it up. Yeah, she was Starfleet intelligence. She, she That's was Starfleet she was. intelligence yes. exactly. So she had yes. the facts. There's no conspiracy. I'm gonna tell you what's facts. happening. <laughs> but nobody I, listened to her though. They right. didn't well, we, listen to her. And then we come to find out there's a reason for that. That was that she was right. There was an active cover up going on. Yeah, you know she she was a, a casualty of that. And this was the time that Picard did not listen when she was under his command. He didn't. Yep. Mm-hmm. He didn't particularly listen to that because she didn't have any facts yet. She, no, she, she didn't, didn't have, have enough evidence. She yet. had, a, she had, it was coming up. It was forming in her brain and mm-hmm. she gave him that when we saw the flashback in, mm-hmm. um, I think episode three, um, she was telling him outside, you know, there's this conspiracy and they're hiding it. And he had already given the, the resignation. So, you know, it was done. Yeah. It was done. And I, that scene really, Gets me because the look on her face when he tells her that you know they didn't buy the plan and is not going to go with it, and she just says, "Yeah, but you got another plan, right? We're going to do something else, right?" And she just has those big brown eyes on him, like, well, "What are we going to do now, JL? Because you don't give up. What are we going to do next?" And that's when he just tells her he's out, he's going that home. That was it. That was mine. Yeah. Wow. And speaking of. JL, did y'all know, did y'all notice how people were angry about her calling him JL? And in my head, from my point of view, I thought it had something to do with the character herself had the nerve to call him JL. Okay, so this black woman can't call him JL? 
Well, she called him JL. He had no objection to it. He answered. I don't think to they it. wanted anybody to call him JL, much <laughs> less like her. It was too familiar. Mom. It was yeah. too you familiar to, to a no, lot of they people. didn't want it. I don't think I had to do any I, I was like, what? <laughs> what is she saying? But you know, after a while, who cared? You know, no, he was I mean, cool be- with it. You know, yeah, I get what Fran is saying you know? that that people were getting it. There were some people that were getting a little irritated that she presumed this closeness that she could give him another name that was all mm-hmm. her own and who this bitch thinks she was. <laughs> and I and I was like that in the beginning, the first, you know, on the first few episodes. But after a while you real you when you f- realize that it's, you know, not something new, she's been with him, I was like, cool, it's all right, you know, he doesn't care. Because she called him the, JL during that meeting you talking about, Sabrina. The flashback we she called mm-hmm. him JL. She always called him that. Yeah, she yeah. always called me. I think once, well, I can't speak for everybody else, but I think once I saw that, I kind of got okay. I was okay with it. Thank Which it. is kind of strange because she she was still under her command. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that, <laughs> I think what we saw with that was um, the fan base, you know, so those, those, the outspoken minority, that very vocal, hateful minority, there was that the Twisted took that one little nugget and blew it way up out, out of proportion. And they did have an issue with it. But like I, that's that little bit of people who have an issue with everything. You know, they have an issue with everything and they especially have an issue if it involves somebody with darker skin. And I don't know how they got to be part of a Star Trek fan base. Like, I don't know what show they've been watching since 1968, whatever. You know, like there's another fandom out there for you somewhere, but it's not here. So, you know, I don't even really pay attention to that mess anymore. You know what I'm saying? I just like let it roll. It was a little jarring. I just think that the... Uh, it got blown out of proportion. It's not that big of a deal, but people made it a big deal. But it was a tool of that racist attack that was going on online against against Rafi. And like and, you know, just like we saw it with um, Michael Burnham's character. You know, we see it with Rafi's character. And that's just, old. you know, moving on. You know what I'm saying? Moving. I ain't got time for you people. Bye. I, I did want to bring that up though because um, I thought it was pure nonsense. Mm-hmm. Pure nonsense. Because when she called him JL, I'm like, well, okay, that's what kind of relationship they got. Okay. All right. There we go. So <laughs> I thought it was, um, let's see, we talked about. I read the, can I just make, before we leave Rafi, I, I want to, I, I mean, first of all, I just think it's dope that, you know, She's a she's Starfleet intelligence. And I just love to watch her at work on the console, like, you know, cracking shit, like cracking all these codes and getting behind all these, you know, like barriers. I'm like It has go, been Raffi. so long since that show was on that I cannot remember anything. How could you remember that? I'm like, I forgot about that. Well, it's because I just, I, I just watched some this morning. Ah. <laughs> That'll do it. I just watched some last night. <laughs> Because you Cause remember like, when he called her and he said, you're doing the work, aren't you? She says, no. He said, I'm sending you this shit. And oh. send it to her. So Boy, remember that? Yes, that? You I, forgot that. I forgot that. Yeah. Because I, I love Rafi. <laughs> like, it's a carry-on. I, like, I feel like I finally had a character that, not that I, that I look like, that I, you know, because she's in some, I do the same type of thing she does. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, this is cool. But that show has been off the air so long that I totally forgot about everything when it came to Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I do love her. <laughs> it's been like over a year since that damn show has yeah. been on. I so. still look at it. I oh, still, no. I, I still, because I looked at, um, I can't think of it. What's the episode where they went? It started off really Stardust ugly. City Rag? Yes. When she did her thing, and thank you very much. I, when she, you know, said, look, this is the way you're supposed to do. I just joined you into you. You're now the seer. You're this and that. And 
look, this is what you got to, we got to pull this off. You yeah, know? she came up and with the whole character and dossier yes, she did. For, each, for each of them, which is really cool. And, you and know. see, and I saw the little thing. Well, I, I guess who I am, who I am. I saw the little thing between her and Seven when she was putting the, the handcuffs on her. Yeah, and you she saw said, that. I, really, that. I saw it. I saw this a I little. I did not peep that at all. I that did. Was like, went to right me, up. that was just like woman respecting another badass woman. One badass woman respecting another badass woman. I read zero into that. But, I the, saw every, it. but everybody else, a lot of other people did. So I was like, oh, okay, I missed that. Like that's. I saw it. Right over they were so head. close. Physically. <laughs> Physically, it was so close. I, I mean, and the way she whispered at her, the way uh, she the way she leaned boards, in with it, uh-huh. and she yes, I'm like, oh, she was just trying okay. to be circumspect, you know. See, like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like I thought, because like JL was right there, you know, and he had just dressed down Seven for being part of the Fenris Rangers and for her lifestyle, you know, as a vigilante, <laughs> you know, and and Seven was like, sure, I'd be in Picard, you know, and she like. <laughs> pompous ass you know and so, <laughs> so i thought that um rafi was just being like you know and by the way girl i got your back i like right you. that's all you i know? saw like, that's what i saw that's what like, I yes. three, three out of four women <laughs> only saw that's what i'm talking about that's not what i saw <laughs> I saw well, something different. A lot, a, a lot of my gay friends said that, uh, like, yeah, they they, yep. they read that as a heavily coded scene, and I just it went right over my head. I'm right sorry over. to say, but I get it. I'm like, okay, I get okay, it now. Whatever, like, but know? I still think it was a power, a power. That was a power play right there. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, in more oh. ways than one. I'm sure. <laughs> 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 can we go back to um maps and legends what was that episode two? Oh yeah card with give, me, episode give me a three. summary <laughs> or episode three that's when he first meets raffi and she's oh, at her hovel yeah no, he meets her at the end of episode one yeah yeah okay at the but, end very end when he, he has the wine that was episode one that's the that end, the, but then yeah, episode yeah. two, uh, Maps and Legend, is when we actually sit down, you know, and, and they talk. To Raffi. Okay. Yeah. Was that episode mm-hmm. two? Okay, so mm-hmm. that wasn't the end is the beginning. I thought that was episode three That's and the episode end is the beginning. Three. Okay, so Maps and Maps Legend, and Legend. We, Maps and Legends, we get that cutaway. We see her at Vasquez Rocks. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, she's literally, like you said, like you wrote, eking out in existence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's it's bare bones. But then in episode three, we get to have, which is where I wanted to get to, we really get to have that discussion that she gets to lay it down to Picard, how he treated her and, you know, how pompous and selfish he was and short-sighted he was in his actions and really lay into him and lay it out like what life has been like for her because she's now a disgraced Federation officer. You know, that you know, she she couldn't even leave, she didn't even get the benefit of leaving the organization with her dignity and honor. She was kicked out. I lost my security clearance. Security. Mm-hmm. And then she started to say, and I lost my and now going back, I think she was going to say, and I lost my son. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And her, like, and her husband. She and lost her, husband, her whole, yeah. her whole yeah, family. Yeah, lost her family. Lost her she family. Lost everything. Mm-hmm. And, and one she long thinking. slide into humiliation, humiliation and, and rage. rage. Oh. And the way she delivers that line, oh, it makes me stop every time. Oh, just my heart beats. I gotta go watch line. Picard. Yeah. And he just sat yeah. there. He just sat there and was like, <laughs> I had no idea. She was like, not even in 15 years, not even a a birthday card. What did she say? Don't, don't even like, hi, hey, Raffi, how you doing? Right. And now you come here because you want something. And that's exactly who he is. Too. And that's and yeah. he needed. And that's what I love about this show, though. The Picard show is that it shows that these are lessons that he needs to learn. It, it like maybe too late, but maybe not too late. He needs to learn some humility. He needs mm-hmm. to learn how his actions affect other the people that he professes to love. Yep. You know, and um, and she really he can't be it. a pompous ass. He is a pompous ass. He is He's a, a pompous, pompous ass. ass. Yeah. He's a pompous ass because he is a man 
who was in control of a galaxy class starship for 25 years. He had his finger on the button. He is the arbiter of succession. He is the, he is. you know, he's the cutest of Borg. He's, he's, he's a, a pompous ass. Yeah, he's <laughs> a pompous ass for a reason. Like, he yeah. could, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, didn't say, damn reason. I didn't say I didn't like his pompous ass. I mm-hmm. love his pompous ass, but he's, a, it's a, you have to accept the fact that he's a pompous ass. I'm not putting a judgment on it. Right, I'm just exactly. calling it out. Right. You know, right. so, you know, take it down, sisters. I know you're no, but I think Picard. it's very interesting <laughs> that the three I women, not, I the three women, Picard, I don't like Picard at all. No, no, no. The three but women I, know I, Picard I in different stages, and their relationship with Picard and the way they speak to him yes. is different from when they know him. Yes. If you watch Guinan's interactions with him, they're so gentle. If she yeah. may come at him that, and that say something. I was going to make that point. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guinan, like, well, like, so we're shifting. So Rafi, Rafi told him, you know, what he needed to hear in that moment. He needed to hear it. Okay, moving on. Guinan, Guinan, I thought, like, as I was thinking about how the, how different these their interactions are, these three women. Guinan always had like the, uh, you know, like a brick wrapped in velvet. You know, like Guinan with her words, Guinan was really soft spoken. She was calm. I love how Whoopi played her role because we always first of all, when you see the black person as the moral compass for Mm -hmm. the white lead in anything it's usually like some bombastic character like you know they they only fall into a few little a few tropes right and yeah you're stepping over there into the magical negro (laughs) (laughs) watch it watch it Guinan, right? Guinan was so close to that. She was a little magical Negro, yeah. Definitely skirting that line, but you know, uh, but she did avoid the angry black woman Mm -hmm. uh, trap, you know, trope. Which, like, I love. I thank you, Whoopi, for choosing to play. Guinan has been there, done that for. Oh, million years, like, right. uh, you know, like for so long, for centuries, right? This woman is centuries old. She's traveled multiple galaxies. <laughs> you know, she's traveled yeah. everywhere. She's done battle with the Q. You know, she's gotten the best of the Q. She should not be up there getting phased by anything, you know, right. like she, her, her feathers should not be ruffled. And yeah, Whoopi Goldberg like- played that perfectly and she always played her with that low that low pitch very calm very meditative look i'm just going to keep it like this and tell you picard this is the real deal you know like every time you're just like oh i i aspire to that one day i might be that calm about something i don't know (laughs) Uh, she told him on on um yesterday's enterprise and she said, this is the way it is. I don't know why I know, but you have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. She didn't go in there shouting. She wasn't, that, you know, she's really laid back and calm. And she got her point across. And then when they asked him, you know, when he said, okay, they're going back to their time. And some, who said, you, oh, you just going to listen to what Guinan said? He said, yeah, sure am. <laughs> yeah. And I'm giving you my orders and that's what you're going to do. It's as simple as that. Because, you know, he was a different... Picard in the um, yesterday's Enterprise m- for most of yesterday's Enterprise, but when they questioned him and 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 him listening again, and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, whatever, y'all just do what I say," because she knows what she's talking about. I'm not quoting him verbatim, but that's basically. <laughs> <what> <laughs> I you think know. the one that it was really interesting is I Borg when she was talking to him there because they were on the same page at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. And just an aside, this episode is really interesting because I hadn't watched it in a few you know months or whatever, whatever the rotation is on H and I. But um, <laughs> it was interesting to me Shout to see to how H&I. important. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you, H and I, for being in our we lives. We love you, H and I. If you're listening, we love you. No, you are. We know you are. <laughs> so it was really interesting to me how important pronouns were in this world where we're doing, you know, she, her, the, you know, people are pushing back about well, why do people have to have all these pronouns? And it was that pronoun that snapped Picard out of the whole thing. When he said, when Hugh ever said, I don't want, and he mm-hmm. said, what did you say? 
And it just really struck me rewatching that the importance of pronouns in this show that's what 20 something years old and so i if you don't get why people are putting their pronouns up and why it's important to address them and use them correctly for these people go watch iborg and then come yes. back and talk to me mm. but the okay, sci-fi the sister snaps in a circle go ahead yeah hey, use the right pronouns people just get with it <laughs> um so the other thing i really liked about this episode is that guinan was really angry like the Borg are her to uh, to her what the Klingons were to Kirk, and you know as soon as she sees Borg, mm-hmm. she's going red alert, and she's not having it. But when she finally, you know, again the, the key person there was Jordy, which is why we still don't understand why Jordy wasn't in Picard. I want to just say that too. Now oh, another three sci-fi sister hey, snaps. Listen. <laughs> so when Jordy said to, to Guinan, well, why don't you just go? To, she said, I don't want to talk to him. And, and Jordy said, well, then why don't you just go down and listen? That's what you do best. I said, oh. Right. I know. Jordy came back Great with line. snap. Yeah. I told you. I told you in the, that Jordy episode. Jordy is no joke. He's Jordy is no joke. Yeah. And LeVar, in a minute. if you're listening. <laughs> and we know you are. We love you. Just like we did. We still love you. He hasn't changed from the last episode that we talked about you. (laughs) So when she goes to talk to Picard, she basically after she listened to listen to Hugh, and she comes back to Picard and she's talking to him and he snaps at her and gets all up in her face. And like you said, Fran, she doesn't change. She just starts again with him. She said, if you're going to use this person, Picard yells at her. She waits. Mm-hmm. If you're going to use this person to destroy his race, maybe you should look him in the eye first. Yep. Ah, love it. Love it. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. Slow, quiet pivot on her heel. Float out she in her diamond robes. <laughs> <laughs> she just float on out the room. <laughs> but I love and the way she came at him. And she's so different from the way Lily comes at him. You know, first thing she's screaming is, you know, <laughs> yelling and swearing at him. And then Raffi is just completely, you know, I can't take this old man anymore. So it was just really, really interesting to watch the three interactions. Well, she had a gun on, you know, Raffi had a gun on him, too. Mm-hmm. And she basically told you to take you. You need to call a cab back and take your ass where you came from. <laughs> then he yep. showed us some wine. And then he, <laughs> did she, did he said, I got some wine. <laughs> you know, which I was upset about. What, he, don't, he, he don't even know that she's had these issues with addiction. And you, could, you bring her a bottle of wine. I was like, no, he knew he knew uh, according to the history she was, had and he and he helped her overcome that while they were serving together that's what i thought yeah so that was really kind of not cool he knew. yeah he's not cool he's not cool he's not not cool jl he wants not what he cool. wants he's he knew never been cool right. what are you talking about he's never he's cool. this way. <laughs> but he's the arbiter of succession he's the, <laughs> he has always been this way stop it yeah, yeah. He's going to get what he wants to get. Right. So yeah. he knew that if he bought her some wine, he could get her to talk and get on her good side. And yeah, I thought that was evil. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He threw that water out and said, come on, bring your ass. You and the wine. Come on back. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for the wine. You can go now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. sighs> oh. JL. JL and, <laughs> and his sisters, you know, yeah, these four, these four sisters. <laughs> Did you just say four? Four. We got three. Oh, these four sisters. These us four sisters. sisters. Like and four these sisters. four sisters. Oh, oh. Us and those three sisters. <laughs> we, we, I, I gotta love them. I would have followed them. Would you have followed Picard in this crazy quest? Would you have gone with him if he came to you with a bottle of wine? <laughs> I would have taken the bottle of wine. If he had come to me with a bottle of wine, I would have cussed his pompous ass out. Right? Like you That's know what, better. That's what I'm saying. The hell you and your wine doing here? What? What? Come on now. You know better, shorty. You know. It, Can't do it, no it. wine, bro. But then I probably would have gone on the quest anyway, though, because I would have been too curious. Ah, exactly. Yeah. Raffi doesn't go on the quest until the That's magic the word pops up. That's the worst part of him. He's a great leader. Even oh. though he's an ass. 
You're gonna follow him wherever he goes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I would have gone. Like I, you know, unless he's doing archaeology, then screw that. I'm not doing that crap. But <laughs> everything else, yeah, I follow him. You and know, I don't even I, like the guy. You know what I would watch? What? I would watch Rafi and um. Uh, oh no, um, Garrick. I would watch Rafi and Garrick. <laughs> on the show oh. Wouldn't that be Ooh. dope? Man. Wouldn't that be dope? Yeah. Ooh, oh, that's awesome. Wow. The dialogue. Ooh, the yes. dialogue. Wow. My favorite Raffy line that was, was that's Paramount. Favorite. If you're listening, <laughs> we know you we are. Know you are. <laughs> Raffy and Garrick need to be doing something together. Y'all need to pull it up. You need to pull Garrick out of the out of the dust. Dust him off and bring him back. <laughs> He's probably a le- leader of the Kardashian Union by now. Right? Yeah. Ooh. That's kind of scary, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just can you imagine what the two of them could get up to? Yeah, they would be. It's kind of yeah. scary. That's scary. <laughs> That's, I'm really? really, I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> Starfleet intelligence and, you know, what does he tell you? And, and the tall she are. Tell no, that's not the tall she are. They're the, the, um, he's a simple tailor, y'all. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I the, must get back to my hems and <laughs> my hems. But they're not a the tall she are. What are they? What is the uh, Obsidian, Obsidian, Obsidian order? order. Oh, Obsidian I'm so sorry. Order. I'm so sorry. Right. I mean, because I kept thinking about like when when we're watching Rafi at work, you know, decrypting these codes and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and how she's like, she's like hmm, following the path. I'm like, she's just like Garrick, you know, Garrick like follows that. path. you're like, how do you know this? Like, you know, Garrick can figure something out, too. Yeah. Well, also, because Garrick has like, He's using, like evil, he, ki- yeah. he kills people for information <laughs> in a minute. But I can imagine them, people in a minute. I could imagine them having to team up for, um, you know, for a really a mission. Um, I would just mission. love to hear yeah. them spar. That, yeah. You know, words because oh, the, the words was ready to and, throw. Well, I, would, I know. I think the dialect between so, them would be pretty good. Dialogue. Listeners, if you are fan fiction writers out there, somebody needs to write that story. I'm giving you yes. that idea for free. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. My Make, sure have Bashir. Make sure Bashir is there. That's with, right. Uh, Garrick as his uh, that would be good. concubine. That's his muse. That's his concubine. You said that's what? his concubine. His yes. muse. Whatever. I want to see. I want to quote muse. <laughs> I want to read that story. <laughs> every I said every artist or photographer everywhere. She's my muse. Oh, you you hitting that? Oh, okay. Uh, I, why don't you just, oh my why god! Don't you say that. We're all a favorite here. I would I would I would love to see that. Bring that back. Scrap <laughs> a card. I want to see Garrick and Bashir. That's what I want to see. <sighs> yeah. What's your favorite Raffi line, Sabrina? Oh, I, I just loved it when she said, uh, she told Picard when she, he was going to bring the doctor on board and she said, oh, who's this adorable little homicidal double agent? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you not learned anything? Any simple background check? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, so Agnes just gets Agnes. the tag so along Agnes now. Just, <laughs> Agnes. So Agnes just gets to come around. Wow. Ooh, have we met? And she looks at her like, she gave her that sister look like, WTF. Uh, yeah, you know, she sure gives did. Gives her that sister look like, who are you, lady? You know, I'm going to slap that hand down, girl. You know. Uh, and she said, yeah, nasty. when she, when she, uh, they found out she was who she, well, before they found out who she was, she said, yeah, I remember you being all excited in your little blue coat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Garrick and and it's Raffi so is a brilliant. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Thank you. But I know that some sister would say, "Yeah, you come on up here with your little red book thing on and all that." And thank you. All that. Okay, we're gonna have to start tweeting about that and make this happen. <laughs> Write it ourselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know. Um, all three of those women in 
different parts of in different stages of Picard's life uh, told him what he needed to hear and not what he wanted to hear. And they pretty much change history every time. If Indeed. we think about it, they change history. And before we completely leave them, I just have one last point. I need to go back to Guinan because it was something that I was thinking about too. Like, and, 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 and it was also in our notes, but I mean, I had this very same thought all the time. Like, Troy is there on the ship as a counselor, right? But it's Guinan who's really the one who has Picard's ear. And, you know, I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's, at some point you're like, why do we need two counselors on the ship? You know, like, <laughs> but Guinan was more informal and I think people might feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, talking to her. But as far as it, in relation to Picard, I saw more often than not, Picard really heed Guinan's advice and words more than he heeded Troy's. Like he was always just like, okay, counselor, you know, like <laughs> whatever counselor, like he was always so dismissive of her, you know, and, and, and just like, you know, go on but, back to your duties, you know. <laughs> but Troy's job was almost more uh, self-care. <laughs> As we say now, she was the one that was making sure that they were okay. Not necessarily that they were, um, you know, Picard was going to Guinan or or Guinan was going to Picard. A lot of times Picard was not seeking her out. Guinan was going to him and telling him what he needed to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was more of a moral or an ethical thing as opposed to Troy's role I don't know. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, I, I just, think it wasn't mm-hmm. there. A, there was actually an episode where that was actually discussed between uh, Troy and um, Guinan. I think Troy had lost her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Guinan told her, well, I'm going to, since you're going to resign, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and <laughs> gonna be become the, the counselor. <laughs> and, um, That's right. <laughs> You know, see Troy's face. Yeah, because yes. Troy like, was acting like such a little bee about it. Like she was, was acting like such a little. Ah, I don't have as right as right as, as Riker like, told her. Hi, welcome to <laughs> be human. I love like, that part. But yeah, but, yeah, but I think um, that was. But I think like like Guinan, I don't remember who said it, but Guinan is the counselor, but she's the counselor everybody wants to go to, where, mm. you know, Deanna is the the counselor that no one wants to go to, but probably has to go to, you know, because at at your job, you know, especially that type of job, you know, you have to think about all the stuff that the enterprise goes through. Somebody has, they have to put somebody on there, but, you know, I think that was already kind of talked about how they're both kind of the counselor roles, but, one is one you want to go to because you're going out to have a drink. And just like every, if you have a, a regular bartender, you know, you talk to your bartender. Usually mm-hmm. you're drunk talking to your bartender, but you talk yep. to them. Um, but then there's the the person you have to talk to because of your job. And that's yeah. who, that's who Troy was. Yeah, Troy, Troy was like the make you do per- work, personal introspection type of counselor. And Guinan was the like, I'm going to give you what you need, you know, right. mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the, the, the wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So in measure of a man, a race of listeners, I can't yeah. remember. Did <clears throat> Picard go to her? Did Picard go to Guinan in measure of a man and ask about, I, I can't remember if he went to her or she went to him about data. I know they had about a conversation, data? but I can't remember. Oh, they had a wait. classic conversation in measure of a man. I just, yeah. I think that's I, a bit harsh. I, th- I, I seem to remember, like, I think that she went to him. I think but she I, went I, to him. I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't yeah, seen that Yeah, she in goes a while. to him in remember. yesterday's Enterprise, <laughs> and she goes to him in I, Borg. Like, it's, it's not usual that he... I think he's actually... I think he might have stopped down in 10 forward. From what I... If I could, I'm trying to remember that scene, and I... I'm pretty sure they were in 10 forward. They were in 10 forward. I think he yeah. went to her. Oh, okay. wasn't that, that was season two, so 10 forward was always in a scene. So they yeah. were pushing that thing. It was just a very... That's uh, when they brought up, when he asked her, oh, you're talking about slavery, aren't you? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah they were definitely a 10 forward. Yeah, they were in 10 forward. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I love their talks with each other. They're very, you know, they are very soft and gentle. And he, she's really, he's really, she's listening to him. Mm-hmm. And she's she's calling him on his, I, as I said, he, she calls him on his moral bullshit. All the time. And, you know, I think Raffi calls him on his emotional bullshit. And then we have yeah. Lily in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, who's, mm-hmm. who's calling him on both. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see if if um in in season two of Picard, if Raffi is going to get her her accolades that she deserves after saving everybody. Hmm. Me too. Yeah, I want to see if she's going if if they're going to say you know you were. I mean, everybody knows that she was right the whole time. Right. Not, Enclave of eight. Yes. You know, and, and the conspiracy. And, and I wonder, yeah, and I wonder if her son is going to apologize to her and say, yeah, mom, you were right. We we had no idea you were right. Because, you know, she was, she's n- another example of being the smartest person in the room. And she was about that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, so. and being dismissed. And I think, yeah, I, I love the, I love the fact that you uh, wanted to talk about these three women and um, and highlight them, you know, because of our history of black women are being dismissed, you know, mm-hmm. so much. Um, and uh, or our work going unacknowledged, you know, um, I think is really important. I'm glad you wanted to do this episode because I think it was really, really good to talk about this and to and to highlight these women's uh, importance in in these huge events that are going on in this universe. Yeah. Because in real life. You know, we knew nothing. I didn't. And I live right here in the area. I knew nothing about the hidden figures over mm-hmm. there at Langley and, and all that they did and all that they helped people get in space. You know, we saw um, the right stuff. Nothing. Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that because I was so mad about the movie that I didn't watch it. So <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't say that they that. weren't in it. Right. But, I don't think they were, if I was wrong, somebody, y'all will tell me, I don't think they even hinted that they had the human computers and the human computers. Black no, no, it wasn't that story. They weren't telling that story. So I, I've been like a little NASA junkie since I was a kid and I had never heard anything about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, so I'm it's right. important. Right. So, you know, so. I mean, and our mission as Sci-Fi Sisters is to call out, shine lights on our roles, you know, and uh, how we're represented um, in these venues, you know, and to give some light to it. So I love the fact that you uh, suggested doing this show because it was a lot of fun going back and um watching some of the stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time. Like I hadn't watched first contact in years, mm-hmm. you know, and, hey. it, and I had such a good time watching that, you know, um, I forgot what a great movie that is, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and some of the, a few of these episodes, like I hadn't watched, like I hadn't watched any of the Picard episodes in a long time. So that was a real joy to go back and watch those again. And just to watch Michelle Hurd in action, on anything. I, I mean, I swear, Michelle Heard, I bow to you. If you're listening. And we know I'm, you are. No, you are. I bow to you. You're a personal goddess. Um, so I think all three of these actors were phenomenal in these roles. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they just really brought so much, especially Alfie Woodard, but only having one shot at it and being mm-hmm. so memorable to us. And of course, Whoopi just loving Dinan and, yeah. and and Michelle is just knocking it out of the park. And I think, you know, in this day and age when we're talking about this, I want to give a shout out to the writers of these episodes to give this voice to these black women at a time when this really wasn't a thing. And even now we're talking about it. The 20, 25 years later, we are talking about this. But um, they gave these women voices in these shows. And I want to thank those writers. And maybe Picard wasn't such a. <laughs> what was Hanley's? What did she call him? Pompous ass. 
<laughs> yes, he was. Yvette, yes, he was, right? Yvette. He was, yes. He was. That's Yvette's guy. Y'all leave Yvette's man alone. <laughs> Who? Who's Yvette's man? God, look at Yvette's face. Look at her face. Look at her face. Nope. <laughs> Audience, you should see Yvette's face. <laughs> But I just want to give Picard a a kudos for listening to the sisters when they told him you in danger. (laughs) Danger, Bill Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) That's Ida Mae Brown. You in danger, girl. I'm in danger, girl. (laughs) It's been a great discussion. Fran, thank you so much for bringing up the topic. Wait, wait, wait. Guess what? We talked about three women and guess what? They're not dead. They're not dead. They're not dead. You're right. They lasted all the way through everything. They lasted. (laughs) Black people first to go. (laughs) Especially in Picard. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Five minutes into the show. Damn, look at this cool dude. Oh, bye. Oh. (laughs) Watch out, Raffi. (laughs) <laughs> and the second and the second uh, oh yeah some sisters were killed on mars that was the second one mm-hmm. yes, the sisters at the oh, end of i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to do a black person count on picard <laughs> That's what, you know what if we do another picard recap we are gonna <laughs> have to keep a black a black person tally because <laughs> they were killing us off left the and right red shirts yes, of star trek <laughs> and and the poor dude had a red shirt on that first guy I know, right? Did he? Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. And the poor ex senator Romulan got his head literally oh. decapitated. Yep. Sea writers, we give it and we take it away. Oh, my God. card writers, we know you're, if you're listening, yeah, we know we you know. are. <laughs> Get it together when it comes to black folks. Y'all are failing miserably. Your grade is an F, an F minus. Oh, Picard. We I'm just Picard. said how much we, we love them. I know. I just, <laughs> it's, a, it's an <laughs> F minus when it comes to black Pickle actors. So, I mean, like just like just having Raffi doesn't give you a pass. Well, like Shorty all- and every other black character got killed. That's an F. That's a minus, failing grade. Minus, oh, F minus. F minus. All humiliated. Remember the lady, the lady reporter? She got up there, did what reporters do. Oh. And he said, okay. Oh, she's the only one who survived. She's the only one who survived. Her and Raffi, the only ones who survived. At least she, <laughs> she didn't what, die. No, she didn't get killed. Didn't get but killed. she got humiliated. He was like, we're done here. Bye. So I'm like, I think, oh, she, she I think like she's the character. one that got humiliated. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. She got humiliated. I, I, I'm saying I don't think she was the one. I think he got humiliated. Yeah, he was the one who's According humiliated. To she, she really took it too. According to Raffi, right? Mm, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that newscast she did. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known you to be Sitting such a chatterbox. <laughs> Sitting in there with your beams and your... Oh. All right, oh. we've just what lost the all the right 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 I saw that interview. Shut us down to me. Shut us down. Shut us down. Okay, because we could talk about this ad nauseum, and we don't yeah, want to listen to that. So it has been a really fantastic discussion, though, which is what I was trying to say. Thank you, Fran, for the topic. Sorry. Thank you for leading us. <laughs> no, you're that, welcome. You're going to have to go to the timeout corner. Um <laughs> Thank you for leading us in a great discussion. And um, we really, really want to know your thoughts. We're getting lots of mail in and um, uh, on our website, you can email us, which is what we would love because we want to know what your thoughts are on this discussion about these black women in in Picard's life or anything else that we talk about. Um, So Yvette, how can people get in touch with us? Well, you can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. Download the Trek Geeks Network app where you can find us and our family of podcasts on the Trek Geeks Network. On Instagram, sci-fi.sisters. And we are also on the Twitter. 
at Sci-Fi Sisters. <laughs> After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may just read it on an upcoming upcoming episode. Thank you, everybody. And I want to give a shout out to the baddest engineer in any universe. That's Dose the Anonymous. Dose the Anonymous. Dose, 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 dose. We have our own little soundtrack going for Dose the Anonymous. If you, uh, he's responsible for all the music you hear on our show, as well as the wonderful engineering skills. So if you are in need of engineering services or music production, you can find him at dosetheanonymous at gmail.com. That's dosetheanonymous1 at gmail.com d-o-s-t-h-e-a-n-o-n-y-m-o-u-s the number one at gmail.com and this has been a blast y'all thanks for listening we can't wait to see you next time bye 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 peace peace, love and hair grease